Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey! How's everybody doing today? Authors and Up Channel. Oh, yeah. We took a little hiatus last month. Uh, we did four shows in February, and now we're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Authors Nook Channel on Talk Show. We are happy about this. We are excited about this. Um, and uh, it's important, ladies and gentlemen, for you to note, if you're having a problem with audio, uh, please refresh your uh, computer or refresh the screen that you're on. Uh, sometimes there's an issue uh, with audio on, on this channel, um, and that's the way you, it should fix itself. If you, if you uh, sometimes also reset your computer and come back, you'll be able to hear uh, the show. So I just want to let everybody know that. Offhand, if you're not hearing the show, please refresh your screen. Please refresh your web browser, or please refresh your whole computer, and, and the the sound should come on. And if you also have an issue, you could you could come on, you could dial in, and to listen on the phone. And the way you do that is dial in to one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and you have to also uh, type in the Enter call ID, which is down at the bottom underneath the chat room. Uh, it's one three seven zero eight seven number sign. And then if you want to call in, you also need to enter a PIN, and your PIN would be uh, one number sign. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, really exciting stuff as we move forward. You know, with this great show, uh, we have callers coming in already. Uh, so I put you guys on mute so we can get the show started and then we'll bring in the callers so they can ask their questions and stuff like that. So hang in there, okay? I put you on mute for now and uh, we'll bring you right in. Okay, so basically what, we're, what do we do here? Well, we learn about writing. We learn about genres. We learn about publishing. You know, there's a lot of different things, ladies and gentlemen, that we learn about here on this channel. And we dig into authors' minds, and we love it. We love dig- digging into the mind of an author, because I'm an author myself, so why not, you know? So I think it's important, ladies and gentlemen, when you come to shows like this, you learn something and you bring something home, you know, to your family and friends to teach them as well, okay? Because if they're writers uh, and you take down as much information as you can, always have a pen and paper handy, you know, during these shows, because you can actually learn something, you know, about, you know, various websites that are out there, various marketing techniques, and, and so on and so forth. These shows are very good for, for information, you know. Uh, so <clears throat> what I want to say is I am so happy and proud of this channel. We've had about five to 600 people come already to this channel to listen to the archives. I want to thank everybody who's listening right now, listening to this channel and promoting this channel because obviously there's a lot of people promoting this channel to have 600, 700 people come and we only had four shows on this channel. So I'm really, really excited, ladies and gentlemen, to say uh, that we have four great archives to listen to, okay? And if you listen to them, you'll know why this is a great channel because you honestly learn so much here. I even have a pen and paper handy, you know, to learn from the authors here. I'm an upstart author, okay? I only published one book, you know, so when it comes down to it, I want to learn something too. So I learned something from my own shows, you know, which is awesome, you know. Um, And, uh, you know, it's just great. I enjoy doing these shows. I enjoy talking to the authors, getting to know the authors, because, you know, again, this is, you know, one of the – networking arenas that I'm in, 
You know, I mean, I'm in so many networking arenas, but this is one of them, and this is a big one for me, you know, being that I'm an author myself, like I said. You know, so I think it's important if you are an author to be a part of an author community. You know, um, if you, you know, don't believe you could join an organization or, you know, join a group on Facebook, you know, get with another author. They could basically gerrymander you in, you know, to these groups. And you get to know so many great people. I've met so many great authors out there, so many nice people. It's just unbelievable. It's just great. I wish everybody was nice. You know, I, I wish everybody on, um, on Staten Island was nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've met so many great people on the Internet. I wish they lived here in Staten Island. You know, I, I mean, it, it's, it's just awesome how many great people you could meet, how many authors you can meet. I think it's just great. I, so what I want to do right now is introduce uh, author Elaine Barris. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. I'm trying my best every day. I enjoy doing these shows, and I'm so happy you made time for us tonight to talk about your books. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is such a great opportunity, and I really do appreciate it, so thank you. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And, uh, you know, it's great to have, like I said, it's great to have authors on the show uh, talk about, you know, various things. And what we're going to start off with here, Elaine, is we're going to chat about your background. How did you start writing? How did I start writing? You know, that's that's a really good question and kind of one that I ask myself quite a bit because, I was an avid, avid reader. My goodness, my Kindle has so many books on it. And uh, I, I, I got really inspired by other indie authors, um, one in particular, uh, Danica Dark. I, I found her on Amazon one day, and I didn't even know what indie publishing was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I never I never really thought about, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so then I started following her and I started seeing, you know, everything that she was doing. She was creating these just amazing stories. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had always wanted to write, but the thought of actually submitting, you know, to a publisher, it just seems so daunting to me because I'm a huge Anne Rice fan. And so, you know, I'm thinking about writing and I'm thinking about, you know, these huge authors, you know, that I read. And then I just happen upon this one author who is a sweetheart, by the way. I absolutely love her. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, you know, maybe I will do that. You know, when I first found her, I thought, well, maybe I will do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the first inkling kind of started. And then um, I went through a really, really traumatic part of my life. And after that, it was kind of like, well, you know, what what do I have to lose? And it was like, it, it was kind of like as a part of that trauma, it kind of opened up this different part of me, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and so I was <laughs> I was actually I was doing dishes one day. It's a funny mm-hmm. story, but I was doing dishes one day, and I was like, okay, this this person started talking to me, mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy. It it really does. But I mean, any author, and you know this. Yeah. They'll start talking to you. And he he started talking to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, what is this? You know, it was just kind of, you know, this really low bubbling up that was happening. Right. And, and then it took over to where, you know, I, I work full time. Mm-hmm. So I work full time and then I come home and I try and write and everything. And so he took over. He he just took over and I I had to write the story and I would be at work. I would be driving. He would wake me up from sleep telling mm-hmm. me the things that he had to tell this woman. 
So I had to write this story, and I wrote about the first 45,000 words in three months. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing um, because it, it just flowed so much to where I, I could not not write it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I had to. And so, you know, and then that started the process, you know. And so now I have written my second book, and now I'm working on my third book. Wow. Which it's okay. it's all within the whole Master for Tonight, that whole series. The first two books, it is a duet to listeners. The first book does end on a cliffhanger, um, but the second book, like I said, it's out there and it's available. So, and I'm hoping to have the third book ready. I'm really hoping uh, midsummer. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Master for Tonight, let's get into the books here, and you have Master for Tonight 1 and Master for Tonight 2, and really, really interesting, erotic vampire romance. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? (laughs) Well, um, I've always been into vampires. They just have this total draw and pull for me. I just love it, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of a, you know, a commonality. I, I think that there's a lot of readers that really get, get into vampires. And, you know, I've also read, you know, my fair share of erotica. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's just the way that it went, you know. And honestly, it surprised me. I I had no idea because I don't outline, I don't do anything like that. I just I just sit down and whatever happens happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I know how something's going to go and then it completely flips on me. I mean, in book 1, I knew the direction, knew in, you know, quotations, I knew where it was going mm-hmm. and my male character shut me down. He just said no, you know, to me. And he said, no, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this this is not how I feel about her, and you're not going to do that. And it took it in a completely different direction. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I didn't really know that it was going to be as erotic as it was going to be, but it, it's one of those things, you know, honestly, I don't even know if I could write that book again mm-hmm. because it flowed so effortlessly, you know, from whatever inspiration was out there that, um, you know, when I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I wrote this. I mean, it's it's a shocking thing, you know, to know that you actually written a book. I mean, to me, it's still shocking. I first published in 2013, um, published my second book in 2014, my third book, hopefully this year. Well, it will be this year. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still shocking to me, you know, to see that, you know, oh, my God, you know, I did this. You finish something and you look at it, you know, I mean, you know, I look at my paperbacks and I'm like, oh, my God, who who did this, you know? <laughs> It, yeah. It's just crazy, you know. I yeah. mean, I'm 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 not an author, you know, that has like you know thirty or forty books, you know, underneath her belt that can just go, oh, yeah, that one I remember, blah blah blah, you know. No, I mean, I'm I'm still amazed by it, and and I love it, and I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. I hear you, and that's great. That's a good thing. I mean, you have a passion for it, obviously. Um, and obviously it was a, you know, a God-given gift, it seems like, because, uh, you know, it seems like you, you like to write, and, and when you sit down to write, it seems like you, you know, you get inspired to continue writing, which is great. Well, I, I mean, awesome. I'm, I, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I sit down to write and, you know, my fingers automatically start tapping. That, that, that doesn't happen. Um you know, I'll have to go back and, you know, reread, you know, like I was saying, you know, I do work full time and, you know, I have a husband and 
I don't have any children. <laughs> I mean, I still have, you know, a pretty busy day, you know. So when I get home, a lot of times, you know, it's okay. Well, you know, what are we going to do for dinner? What are we going to do for this? And then, you know, y- your mind just gets scattered. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when when I do have the time to sit down and then go through and reread everything that I've already written, and then, yeah, you know, then it starts flowing. You know, mm-hmm. once you start typing then, you know, it, it'll it just start to go. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the most frustrating things for me, and I know I've talked to some of my friends about it, is that, you know, life gets in the way so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just does. And there's, there's no way to avoid it. And um, especially when I wrote my first book and it ended on a cliffhanger and I went ahead and published it, I, oh God, I feel so bad now because I made my readers <laughs> wait a full year for the next book. It's it's one thing that I really wish that I would have done differently because, um, you know, I, I didn't know. I mean, I was, I was a first time author. I've, didn't have anybody helping me, you know, I didn't know anybody in the business. All I knew was that I had this great story. And at the end of writing the first book, I, I didn't have anything left, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't, there was nothing else that you could pull out of me at that time. I, I was spent. Mm -hmm. And so I did go ahead, you know, and publish it. And, you know, I mean, I I don't know. It's just, you know, I wish that everybody looks back and wishes that they could have done some things differently. And that's one thing that I do wish. But I am so very, very grateful for everybody who has stuck with me. That's great. That's great. Um, We'll get into more of the publishing later. I I want to bring on uh, this uh, this guest. Uh, It seems like we have a caller here from Florida. Let's bring on the caller here. Hello, caller. Oh, okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I've been listening. My name is Rosemary. Hi, Rosemary. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. (laughs) I had a little bit of a problem because I'm not a techie, okay? I'm not used to pushing buttons, so I wasn't sure if I was on or not. (laughs) you, you, You are on. You are on. Um, you have a question? Tom? Yes, I, yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I've been listening, and I'm fortunate enough to have read both of her books well, you know, from day one. But I do have a question. I know that your characters talk to you, and I know that it flows because I've read the books, and they do flow. They're excellent. But my question <laughs> Thank is... Thank you. It, 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 I know you're doing a third book, and I know things are flowing now, and the story's coming to you. Is there a time when it just stops? In other words, you've done two books, you're in the middle of the third, or so called the middle, but they're still talking to you. Are you? Do you have any like I don't know, call it writer's block at any time? Um, you know, I have been fortunate not to have any type of writer's block because. My view on that is you just write. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it, it doesn't matter what it is you're going to write about. I mean, if I feel like I'm not inspired, you know, to write about, mm-hmm. you know, the two books, you know, when I was writing mm-hmm. them, or if I feel like I'm not inspired to write on this other one, I'll just sit down and I'll write something else. Oh, or okay. you know, or I'll just go ahead and I'll I'll go ahead and write you know a few words on the next book. And the good thing about that is that there's a delete button, so I can always take it out. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I mean I I am fortunate, um, but you know I mean what I what I have read about a lot of um, successful authors, you know success is subjugative, but what I have read is that they're just like, it doesn't matter what you write, just write, just keep it going, just write Mm. anything. Um, 
So, so yeah, no, I really appreciate that question. That it, it was great. It was great, Rosemary. No, keep up the good work because it's really, really. Uh, anybody who hasn't read these first two books, they're just they're so missing out. You know, it, Aww, you're excellent. Thank you're you, excellent. thank you so much. That means so much to me. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for answering my question. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in. And uh, if you would like to listen to the rest of the show, I can put you on hold. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to listen at least for a while until I have to go feed my critters. That would be great. You got it. Okay, no problem. Thank you for calling. Thank you for answering. Okay. Moving right along, we have another caller from uh, Florida. Let's see. Hello, Florida. You're on the air. Hi, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good, good. I'm not far from Rosemary. We live in the same town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have a question or comment? <laughs> Do you have a question or comment today? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan uh, of Elaine. Um, you know, I found her book on Facebook. I loved the, co- the cover. And, you know, I did some research, and I just fell in love with her books. I mean, they are absolutely oh. wonderful and amazing, so entertaining. I have read them several times. Oh, um, so, yeah, more like three times, and I'm sure I'm going to read them both again before your third book comes out, but, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And I don't know, you might have already answered this question or not, but do you know why you like, why paranormal? Why, did, why do you write about vampires? Oh, gosh. You know, it, they they just always had a draw for me. And, you know, I referred to Anne Rice earlier, and she was one of the first authors when I really started seriously reading. I started reading her Vampire Chronicles. And she, the way that she wrote, it pulled you in so much. You felt all of the angst, all of the emotion, everything that was going on with her characters, and it just drew me in so much, you know, to where, you know, it made you want to be a vampire, you know, why wouldn't you right. want to be, you know, they're, they're beautiful, they're immortal, they're, you know, everything, you know, and um, so I, I fell in love with vampires from, from her, and uh, I just kept with the paranormal and I mean even to this day you know I will read some non-paranormal but but that's really what I'm drawn to and and especially the vampires well I love it everyone really read your books I mean they're just absolutely so entertaining and you're a very oh, good writer. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. I hope to meet you one day. <laughs> that would be wonderful. That would yes. be wonderful. Thank well, maybe, you. Maybe, maybe she'll get an autograph, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yes. <laughs> that would oh, be that's great. so awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much so for much. calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. So two two fans. Two fans. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. So let's get back to the question now. Um and I I'd like to, you know, delve into the books a little bit here. Um first of all, the covers are so uh enticing, you know, to look at, you know, so like, you know, they stand out. They stand yeah. out and they have a presence to them. You want to tell us yeah. a little bit about the covers, uh, you know, what we are perceiving in your cover and who actually made the cover? Did you make your covers or somebody else? Um, okay, so, yeah, my cover, that's actually me mm-hmm. on the cover. I'm wearing a wig. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's my husband's best friend <laughs> or, okay. or one of his friends, yeah. So uh, it's it's really funny the whole story, and I I won't drag you into all of that. But um, yes, um, my husband, I my character is very very tall, my my male lead, and so I called up my husband and I told him I said, here's what I want to do with my cover, 
but, you know, what what do we do? And so he also has a very good friend, um, uh, Devanza Photography, and uh, they came over and they shot my cover. Mm-hmm. And it's it, that point, what I'm hoping is that anyone who reads the books sees that and recognizes when they're reading the book the scene because what that is it's it's a decision point for the female mm-hmm. my male my male is Julian and my female is Kate, and that's a decision point for her and you know it's just it's it's an erotica you know he he is a vampire that was turned against his will and he's tied to a maker that he doesn't want he doesn't want to be with her. He doesn't want to have anything to do with her at all. And so he is feeding in the dregs of the city. He's feeding in this alleyway. And he sees Kate when she's walking across her parking lot. And he, he sees her and he's just enthralled, you mm-hmm. know. And he, he drops his meal and he's just watching her, and, you know, she drops her keys, you know, she's clumsy, she's, you know, everything that that a normal woman is, you know, and the thing is, too, is that, you know, she's not 22, she's in her her late 30s, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, so, you know, he sees her, and he is just absolutely enthralled, and so he decides to follow her home, Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, you know, try and influence her or anything like that that night, but he watches her and just sees, you know, well, what's what's going on with this chick, you know? And, you know, with his vampire hearing, he can just hear everything that she's saying from inside the house when she's talking to her best friend, Mazzy. And he just, he falls in love with her, you know, mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he... He just decides that you know what i I can't take it anymore i'm I'm in love with her. I know that I am tied to this other woman. I can't shake her. I can't do anything about it, mm-hmm. but for one night, I'm gonna be with her, and she's nice. gonna be with me, and I know that she's gonna react to me the way that I think that she will, mm-hmm. and then after that, I'm gonna influence her and just Strip her mind of everything. Gotcha. Wow. That's really interesting, uh, you know, and how it all comes out, you know, just by looking at the cover, you, you see, you know, a confrontation going on in the cover there. It, it seems yeah, like it is. Male, it is. Yeah, the male facing the female, the female has the back to, to the book, and the male has the front to the book, you can see his front torso, and yeah. uh, really is interesting how you situated uh, the the cover. I, I think you know because it, it, it's it's a confrontation. It seems like there's a confrontation. Is that what's going on in the book? Is it a confrontation between the two? You know, um, it's it's a decision point, is what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Because he has finagled his way into her home. Mm-hmm. He has... Um, hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, he has, you know, like I was saying, he has finagled his way into her home. He has overwhelmed her with his passion mm-hmm. to a certain point. Yeah. And yeah. now it's her... It's her decision. You know, what is she going to do? Is she going to say yes? Is she going to say no? Because the minute that he had a certain plan, and then the minute that he walked in that door, it, all, all bets are off. Yeah, it's, true. You know, he, yeah. he yeah, I mean, it, things, things don't go the way that he planned. And mm-hmm. I think that in the back of his mind, he knew that, that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, um yeah, so, I mean, he, I was actually talking to some people and saying, you know, uh, to, to my street team, um, to Elaine's Vampy Vixens, 
and said, uh, you know, what do you think would have happened if uh, she had said no? Because obviously she's going to say yes. That's why I finished book one and then go on to book two. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that, but that's what it is. I'm sorry yeah. if I'm rambling. No, no, that's fine. No, really, really interesting. I, I, I just, uh, I find it really interesting. That's all, you know, what you're saying. So, um, so we do have a caller. I want to bring on the caller, and then we'll ask more questions. So let's bring on guest eight. Guest eight coming on. Hello, guest eight. Hi. Hi. Hi, Destiny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Just listening in. Uh, you have a question or a comment? I just wanted to say how much I love the books, and I'm so excited for the next one to come out. Um, these books are just so great. I recommend them to everybody. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for talking to me. <laughs> are you sure you don't have a question? Anything? Um, um, are we going to hear more about um, Reese in the next book? About who? Mazzy. Mazzy. Uh, in Evangeline's book? Yeah. Is there going to be anything that has to do with Mazzy in Evangeline's book? You know, I was thinking about that the other day, and um, I don't know. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know, because this book so far, um, I'm about uh, 52,000 words in, and um, I want it to land around 75,000. Maybe eighty. I I don't want to hit somebody over the head with with an epic, and this could seriously, because of the time lapse that I'm doing, um, could seriously go for a long, long time. Um, but I thought about you know whether or not she's going to show up, and she very well could. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had that scene in the second book, so there could be some reason that she shows up in Evangeline. I'm I'm just not sure yet. But yeah, no, I mean she she she's kinda of been kicking at me too, so I'm I'm just not sure where it's gonna go. Wonderful. But, uh, Thank you. Oh sure. Thank you Thank so much you. for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Bye bye. All right. So three fans. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Three fans. Oh, I do too. I do yeah. too. I just, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, one, one thing that, you know, I do love is I love talking to my fans. I love talking to my readers. I love answering the questions that I can, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I love interacting. I mean, so that's, I, go ahead. So let's delve into the characters. Okay, let's delve into your, the personality of your characters. Obviously, you have the main male character, which is the vampire, and you have yes. the, the you have the main female character. So uh-huh. let's let's firstly talk about the personality of the two characters and their impact on the book. Sure. Um, okay. Well. Julian, who is my lead, his name is Julian Mumford, and um, he, the only way that I can describe him is I wrote my dream man. Um, He, obviously, he's overwhelming sexually. He is, you know, just the, I, I start to babble. Um, when I talk about him, because he's to me he's just so perfect, um, but he's also so fallible as well. He he makes a lot. He's very he's very very human. Um, mm-hmm. he, even though he is a vampire, that's the one thing about my vampires. They retain all of their human emotion. You've got the jealousy. You've got the anger. You've got 
the love, the passion, but it's all on exponential levels at this point because of their strength and their longevity. I mean, they've gone through so much. They've seen so much. So when they see something that they want, Mm -hmm. they go for it. And the thing is, is that they have the power. They have it within their means to take it. So, um, but yeah, Julian, he's, uh, he's funny. He, uh, he, he, uh, I don't know. Somebody else needs to call in and tell me about my character. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause I, I, I kind of get tongue tied when I talk about him because he's just, he's so close to my heart. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know exactly how to describe him. He's, He's just beautiful. I mean, I could give you the book description, but you know, as 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 the as the author talking about her character, I mean, he's he's just the perfect man. I mean, he he has strength. Mm-hmm. He has he has the alpha male in him enough, but he's not going to run over his girl. Gotcha. He's not. He's you know, as far as either, you know, physically, emotionally, his attitude, he's always going to be respectful of the woman that he is in love with. He's mm-hmm. always going to be there for her. You mm-hmm. know, he just always. Um, Kate, um, it's funny because when I started writing this and I was I read my writing to my husband, to my best friend, you know, when I'm writing it, you know, anybody that'll listen, you know, I'll read you my book, you know, let me know, you know, what you think, you know, where did I go wrong, give me your feedback, because it's a lot different for me as a writer, because I know everything's going on, I know exactly what they mean, but, you know, what, what does somebody on the outside world, you know, somebody that's not in my head, what, what do they think of it, and, um, so, yeah, so then when I started writing Kate, my husband started calling me Kate because he's like, uh, you're writing basically you. And I was like, no, that's not me. That's not me at all. But apparently, and I, a lot of authors, most authors probably do this, but there's enough of me in there, you know, as Kate, that for somebody that knows me and then reads my books, like, oh, my God, you know, that's so you. But she is, uh, well, like I said, she's she's in her 30s. She's in her late 30s. She's gone through a lot of bad experiences with men. And uh, she, um, I don't know, she has this guy, you know, that shows up on her doorstep one night and she just, you know, decides, well, you know, why not? You know, that, that kind of thing. And... Um, but she she has an inner strength. It doesn't show a lot on her outside. Mm-hmm. On her outside, I mean, she is prone to panic attacks. She is prone to being very overly concerned about things that are outside of her control. Mm-hmm. And... But then when there's something that's going on that is very deep and close to her, that's when she really finds her strength and then she can push all of that aside. She, she's, all, she's inside her head a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really where she lives. And, you know, there's, there's a scene in the book she works at a shelter and she takes on all of these other responsibilities that are not technically hers, but she knows that they need, they need to be done. So she just does it. Mm-hmm. And um, so Julian, he's outside, you know, and he's watching her, you know, she doesn't know it, but he's watching her and, you know, he's thinking, you know, I can almost see the steam, you know, pouring out of her ears because she's <laughs> working on this stuff so hard, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, she, uh, I don't know, she's just, you know, she and she's not, she's not your stick thin girl. You know, she's a normal woman, mm-hmm. which I thought was very important. I'm, I'm not writing a book that, to me, because, I mean, I'm past my 30s, I'm, I'm in my 40s now, and not to disparage any other author, not at all, 
But for me personally, I got tired about reading, you know, 22-year-olds that knew everything that they were doing. That's Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. not something for me. And so when I wrote this book, I specifically made her a certain age because I wasn't reading about any women, you know, past 30. Gotcha. But come on, I mean, we live and we're sexual and we're very vibrant past that age, you know. It's like sometimes, it, well, you know, I mean, TV, everything else, you know, it's like, you know, your sexual peak happens a lot of times in the media at a certain age, but that's not true. And I really wanted to put that out there. Well, that's great. Uh, that's, you know, there's not a lot of books out there where, per se, the characters are a little older, like you said. And I think that's great that you that you focus on that that uh, yeah that age right. group. Well, yeah, I and I mean, yeah, and you know, I mean, she brings the maturity to it. You know, I think you know, even though you know she has you know kind of some little girl ways to her, but she still brings the maturity in her thought process, you know, I mean, certain things, you know, she'll let certain things go over the line, but certain things she won't. And to me, that's how a more mature woman is going to be. They're, they're not just going to just let everything slide, um, which is something that, I mean, at least for me personally, I can't speak for every woman, but at least for me personally, that is something that I learned as I got older and as I matured, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. As you mature, you learn different things about yourself, sure, and you learn different things about the world and, and relationships and certain right. things like that. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly, and it, and exactly. To, and it's tough to, you know, let things slide, you know, when, you, you know, so you think somebody's doing something wrong, you know, and, and, and that's, that's strange, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I just think, you know, you just, you, you learn your limits. Mm-hmm. And you just know where you have to cut them off, you know, just to maintain your own sanity, you know, yeah. and, and keep 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 yourself whole, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so interesting how, and I was going to ask you, do you see yourself in the female character? And you obviously do. But now my next, yeah. my next, yeah. question, my next okay. question would be, do you see a little bit of yourself in the male character? Oh, do I? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Absolutely. Right. What is that? Yeah. What is that? Um, I guess I kind of see myself, you know, being Julian in that he he will keep pressing forward. Mm-hmm. And... That's one thing about me. One of my favorite, favorite uh, quotes is, feel the fear and do it anyway. And it was given to me by a very close friend of mine. And you have to. And that's exactly the way that Julian is. You know, he feels the fear. He knows the fear of his maker he knows that his maker could kill him at any moment. He knows that if his maker finds Kate, the woman that he's in love with, she's going to kill her. She's mm-hmm. going to tear her from limb from limb. And he takes every precaution, you know, so that she won't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that that's really what I feel from him. I mean... Obviously, the just the intensity and everything that is coming from him has somehow, somewhere got to be coming from inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I feel, you know, that has to be there too. But really just his, just his continual just pressing on, pressing on, you know, which he falters in, in book two. Mm-hmm. He fault he falters in that, and um, which to me brings out his humanity even more. Because the thing is, is that when his when Evangeline when she made him, she was abandoned by her by her maker. 
mm-hmm. she doesn't know she doesn't know anything mm-hmm. you know and uh she doesn't know anything about you know her special powers she doesn't know why certain things happen she doesn't know you know why she just kind of keeps going and she falls upon information kind of haphazardly and so she doesn't know what to tell him and so as a result he he doesn't know you know about all of the things that he can do he has his best friend who his best friend Reese who's really an ancient vampire um he was he was turned back in the early Roman days and he is extremely powerful mm-hmm. and uh and you know and he and Julian are friends and uh but he has no idea Reese doesn't about what's going on between them two he just thinks that you know it's just this strange relationship and then when he finds out you know that Julian really wanted to leave Evangeline, then, you know, he's trying to intervene and everything, but, but Julian says no, you know, and, and, uh, but then we go into book two and then Reese is the one that is really pulling Julian up because book one ends in a tragedy because Kate gets taken and Mm -hmm. nobody can figure out by who, you know, Mm -hmm. who, who did this. And um, because it doesn't make sense how she was taken. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Julian, because he doesn't know how to use a lot of his abilities, and and, uh, so Reese is trying to help him. But, you know, going along through book two, it's just Julian just being in anguish and suffering because as a man, there's nothing... I think that is worse than being in a position of strength and not being able to use it. Uh huh. Yeah, I I could agree with that as a man. <laughs> yes. Right, right. 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 Yeah. Right. So you yeah. have all this strength. You know what you can do. But what do you do? And that's the position that Julian finds himself himself in. Not only in book two, but also, you know, portions of book one, because um, Evangeline does get her hands on Kate at a certain point, and it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, you know, but book two, you know, he um, he he is just in this position of, he, he doesn't know how to use his abilities. He doesn't even know what they are. You know, Reese is trying to help him, which is keeping him housebound. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out what to do and use his abilities as keeping him housebound, and so he's going crazy pretty much because he can't he he can't go out he can't as a man go out and search and do anything he has hmm. to just be stuck inside the house trying to research different things, and uh, it's it's extremely frustrating and agonizing for him. Mhm. It's, it's it's interesting because there was a. There was actually a TV show on Channel 4 uh, called, uh, I think it was uh, Dracula or something. And uh, it sort of sounds like that a little bit, where he was chasing after the lover, you know, and uh, he was stuck in the house because it was light out and he couldn't go outside because he's a vampire, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's sort of the setting, the setup is sort of the same. You know, the second uh-huh. is sort of the same in that matter. But um, uh-huh. we are running out of time. I want to get to uh, some important questions that I had. And that was, um, the first question is uh, the setting of the book. I, I, is there a setting to the book? And um, when it comes to the setting of your books, how did you choose the, the setting? I'm, I'm sorry, you were kind of cutting out a little bit. Oh, the, My, the, the setting of the book. The, oh, the setting? Yeah. What, how, what made you choose the setting of your, of your book? I mean, what was, what was the choice behind that? Well, you know, I had my editor ask me exactly where my books were set, and I told her that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
And that's really the truth. I don't have a city that I name. I don't have a region that I name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just very free-for-all. And I kind of like that because I can pretty much do whatever it is that I want with it. You know, if I want to refer to the desert, I can refer to the desert. If I want to refer to um, a shoreline, you know, with crusting waves, I can do that. If I want to refer to the woods, I can I can do that. I'm not set in any particular, you know, place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if somebody were going to ask me where I thought it was set, if it was set, then, then I would tell them. But even then, I, I really don't know for sure. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I wanted to go in the, into the publishing before we, because, uh, uh, you know, that's big. You know, I wanted sure, to talk sure. about the publishing of the book. Sure. Um, how hard was it to publish your first book? Um, it was terrifying. <laughs> okay. It it really was. Um, yeah, because I was originally going to do a novella and then do the second part as another novella to make them one. Mm-hmm. And when I sent it to my editor, she was like, no, you have to just do one book, just do one book. And so I was like, okay. And so she and I, um, her name is Kitten Jackson. She's Kitty Cattails Editing, and she is absolutely freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, uh, I did the book, and she edited it, and we were ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I called her. I had everything lined up. I My books are all professionally edited. They are professionally formatted. I'm not skimping on anything. If there's an error in that book that I do, that's, that's a problem because mm-hmm. I want them, to, even though I'm in indie, they need to be perfect before they go out to the public. And um, so anyway, but now I had her on the phone with me and uh she was excited, I was terrified, and she was literally screaming through the phone to me, push the button, push the button, push it, push it, push it, publish, publish, publish. I mean, she was just screaming at me. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I was shaking. I, I was honestly a shaking mess, you know, when I did. And I whispered back to her, you know, I'm like, I had it. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, you know, and then it's just this total freak out. Yeah, so, no, it's it's terrifying. And it it was scary on my second book, too, because, I mean, you spend so much time in trying to make it a good story, and you lay yourself out there just freely for anybody to criticize you, which, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm great with reviews. I don't, when, when I say that, it's not to say that, you know, I've got, you know, this complex about getting bad reviews. I've had my share of bad reviews. I will take a bad review. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like my book mm-hmm. I, or my books. Now I have the S on the end, but you know, I mean, I, I can take that, you know, it's just, um, you know, if everybody hates it, that's the thing. That's the fear. You know, it's okay if, you know, you know, that, that, you know, all of these people that, yeah, they didn't really get into it. Oh, well, that's cool. But if everybody hates it, then you got a problem. And, and that's the, that's the fear, you know, when you put yourself out there like that. But, um, I've been very, very blessed, um, that I have had some good reviews. I'm very, very blessed to have, the fans that I do, and um, I, I appreciate every single one of them to the bottom of my heart. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, so, you so you decided to publish through a, a publishing house or through? Uh, no, no, right, no, right, no. Right, no. I'm no. I'm I'm indie. I'm indie. Yeah. I self pub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So every everything that I do. Um, as far as me publishing, as far as me publishing paperbacks to sell, um, anything about that, it's all me. Um, and my street team, Elaine Stampy Dixon. <laughs> so, so, 
You seem to be making a big deal about the street team. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I love them. I love them, and I want to recognize them because they do so much for me, and I appreciate them so much. That's awesome. So how many people do you have on your street team? Um, I think I have about 37 right now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. It just amazes me. Every single day, and I have actually sat down and cried sometimes, and I am not lying. I have actually sat down and cried when I have seen my notifications come up on Facebook mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that they're sharing me. Because some days, my entire phone, that's all I see is that they're promoting me. And, oh, I'm getting teary-eyed right now. I'm sorry. But, I mean... <laughs> You know, for them for them to do that for me, it just means so much. That's it awesome. really does. That's great. It really, I mean, really that, does. That you have fans, loyal fans like that, loyal people to help you market yeah. and promote the books. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I wish, you know, everybody had that, you know. Um, yeah. So was it, your, um, was it your idea to set up this team? Um, well, I, I had actually had, um, kind of a, a street team before this one. I know it's a shocker, but, um, but it was just mainly my friends who were, who were trying to help me. I didn't have anything organized Mm -hmm. and, uh, I had hired a, uh, red coat PR. I had hired them, um, for a few months to help me and, uh, my great consultant, Chris Pitt. Chris Pittman, um, she helped organize my street team, and I can't thank them enough. I'm sorry, I'm crying. Um, But I really, I I can't thank thank her enough for getting all of these wonderful ladies together for me. That's awesome. That's great. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would be emotional, too, probably. Oh yeah! If I had people, you know, marketing for me, I, yeah, I, I think I, I think I need to set up a street team for myself. <laughs> yeah, having, no, they're, they're little, great. They're great. They're, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, I mean, it's not like I'm paying them. <laughs> you know, they, out of the goodness of their heart, and just because they believe in me, That's you know, they, they, they do this for me, and it's, it's just, it, it just every single day, it just amazes me. Uh, that's that's really good, and and uh, that's great that you have you know the loyal people that you have working for you. So yeah, whenever you get a yeah. chance, always thank them. Always thank them for what they do. You know, that's oh, important. I do. I I try to. I try and do everything that I can for them. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, I hope they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show here, and and Elaine, you made it the full hour. You were. I did. Long- you worried? You were afraid. You, oh, I don't have enough to talk about. You said, "Oh well, you got plenty to talk about. Don't worry, you made it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I probably rambled on a lot, but um, yeah. No, yeah, actually, really... everything was really interesting. I have to tell you, all all facets of what we talked about today was really interesting. I learned a lot. I have to say, I learned a lot from you. I did. I learned really. Yes, I every author that I talk to, I gain Uh so I gain something from them. So from you, I gained the you know the whole idea per se of perception, you know perception of you know how to you know in a book you know write about you know the perception between two characters. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I I think. That's what I learned from you. I would have to. I, I would have to say. You know, I learned a lot about your characters today, and I learned how, you know, you're a piece of both of them. You know, which is really interesting. You know, but I definitely gained perception from you. Definitely. Oh well, mm-hmm. good. I'm. I'm so glad. And you know, the thing is, and I, I know we're closing and everything, but you know, um, I'm willing to help any young new author you know, that's out there. I did all of this by myself except for the street team, but the majority of it, you know, like the first year, year and a half of it, it was so incredibly difficult, and I was doing it all by myself with no nobody to help me 
almost, you know, to show me, you know, you need to push this button and this button and this button, you know. I mean, stupid stuff like that, but, it, but it's really crucial, you know. So, you know, when, when you're publishing even, you know, that, that's what I'm talking about. You need to push this button and this button and this button. And it's, it's little things like that, you know, that can really kind of stress you out. And um, so I really try and help other authors as I can because, you know, we're all making our way. There is no room for jealousy of author against author. There's no room for clashes between author between author. There are more than 1,500 books a day that are added to Amazon. Mm -hmm. We are all in this boat together. And, you know, we all have to help each other. We're not going to make it otherwise. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. I need to talk to you. You know about learning how to set up a street team because I need help. I need I need sales. Okay. <laughs> I need yeah. Sales. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that. You know, um, and now it's promo time. So tell us where we can find your books and uh, tell us you know about your book that you have coming out. And it's promo okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you can find Master for Tonight, the Master for Tonight duet, um, pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, iBooks, iTunes, all of those places, um, Kobo. Um, if you can't find my book, you just find me on Facebook, and I will find you my book, however it is that you need it to be. I have paperbacks on hand to sell because I know that uh, some readers, me included, with my favorites, I prefer to have them in paperback. Um, I also understand that, I mean, even one of my very good friends, um, she cannot read on an e-reader. She has to have the paperback. So I do have those on hand, and I sell them directly from me to you, signed by both me and Julian. Um, As far as the next book, um, it is about Julian's maker, Evangeline. she has. Can I curse? Uh, yeah, I'll a little bit. I'll, I'll laugh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to get real deep cursing, but she has been called a bitch. She has been called a psycho. She has been called um, almost every single name in the book, and uh, there's a reason why she is the way that she is. Um, when book two ends. There's uh, a very, I I can't call it tragic for her. There is a uh, kind of a justice that's coming for her that uh, ends in a little bit of a surprising way. And so now we're starting to hear from her about her story and why she is the way that she is and um it's it's got some ups it's got some downs it's got a lot of funny points to it um i this is the most emotional book i've written um it's it has the erotic element to it but it's not going to be to the level of my first two books um it, it that that's not where this book needs to be you know this, this is more about her, about her life, about why she is the way that she is. Um, she has a very, very tragic past. And going through the years the way that she did, as you can imagine, I mean, if, if, if you're living, you know, from, you know, the beginning of the American Revolution until now, there's a lot that you've suffered there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that I'm not sure that people think about when they think about vampires. They think of the immortality. They think of the longevity. They think about the I, right? It's mm-hmm. the I. I'm, I'm never going to die. I'm never going to, I'm never, you know. But, yeah, you're not ever going to die, maybe, but you're also going to experience death. You're also going to experience loss. You're also going to experience things that you don't know about. You're also going to experience all this new technology. There's all of these different things that are going on. So um, 
so yeah, there is a, I, uh, like I said, this, this is a really emotional book and I don't cry in books. And obviously I cry cause I did earlier, but, um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't cry in books and I've at least cried three times in writing this. And one time was just when I wrote one very simple phrase and it just threw me over the edge. So mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that with all the emotion that I'm feeling with this book, that I actually get it across to the reader. If, if I don't do that, then I failed. If, if I, if I do that, then, then we're good, you know. Not not to say I want everybody, you know, in tears crying, but, well, yeah, that might be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the goal. You want everybody to cry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I want the feels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wa- everybody, I, I want the feels. You know, there there's a reason why she is the way that she is. It's funny because I was talking to my best friend, and I told her, I was like, you know, this is really crazy that, you know, all of this, it started with Julian, and then there was this little bit about his maker, and now everything is about her. And she says, you know what, maybe it was all about her in the beginning and not about him. Maybe you were finding your way to her. And I was like, oh, my God, that's just crazy. Well, this has been a great conversation. So, and, by the way, I didn't hear, the, I didn't hear any curses in what you were saying. So anyway, <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't know. I didn't know if I could say the D word. No, that's so. fine. I, I, oh, you know, okay. That, that, that's not in uh, my curse vocabulary. So that, okay. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Well, <laughs> well, I'm 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 a Southern girl. I'm I'm from Texas. I'm sitting here in Dallas, so I, we I see things you. just a little bit different. <laughs> I, I, I hear it all the time. So up here in New York, it's totally different, you know. They, they throw yeah, that well, word right well, but you know what? You know what? This, this is a good point to say, though, that if you're going to read my book, I say a whole lot more than bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it's all out there. So, yeah. That's, that's great. And I have to say, thank you for being here. Much appreciated. You know what, Elaine? I want a, I want a, a, a autograph from Julian. That's what I, I want an autograph from Julian. You said you All put right. Julian's autograph on on a book. I want Julian. I want Julian's autograph. All right, I I can <laughs> arrange that. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, awesome. That's going to be great. Awesome. All right, so moving right along, I have to say thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you being here. You've been a great guest, and I learned so much from you tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And I'll take your autograph, too. Okay, I'll take your <laughs> autograph. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, cool. All right, so anyway, everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight for the uh, Author's Nook Show. And we're coming back with another Author's Nook Show. When is the next Author's Nook Show? It's actually the 22nd with author Rochelle Simone. Same time, 8 to 9 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Take care, everybody. This is Joe Giggle signing off for a great show. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.